0: A show car now and down the road for my dream car it's TLC with 303 available at most auto parts retailers or visit 303radio.com today pros have to do whatever it takes the Home Depot is here to make that easier we've got the products you know and trust on our app delivery options to get what you need exactly where you need it and a delivery tracker keeps you up to date on the status of your order, so you can keep doing what you do best, whatever it takes to get the job done. The Home Depot, Outdoers get more done. ESPN News. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities, or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities, and the fact that oil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W-30. Ask for it at the Mopar Service Center at your local Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram dealership. It's time for some straight talk. You know what covering your bases is in baseball, right? Of course, making sure you have no holes in your defense. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless, and you'll pay up to 50% less than big carriers and still use their same networks. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. And no contract, no mystery fees. Fully covering your bases for 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. Check out terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. The radio home of the 76ers. Oh, boy, what a move by a beat! 97.3 ESPN, WENJ, WENJHD, Millville, Atlantic City. This is the Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill.
1: All right, Phillies. Frank is in the house. Frank Close has the mailbag questions with bullpen, 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 bullpen. On the top of many people's lists, we'll open up the phone lines later on in the show. 609-403-0973, the Anytime Hotline. Look, you can sprout off anytime you want. You just call the Anytime Hotline, leave a message, and we'll play that for you and react.
2: Absolutely. The phone number is 856 856- four four two nine eight zero five. You can call in whenever you'd like three a.m. after a couple of how do mm-hmm. five a.m. when you wake up for work, you name it. When it's Ben there.
1: Simmons ticks you off, just pick up the phone and say, yo, this is the deal. Go ahead. I thought last night Ben Simmons deserved all the criticism that anybody would give him. We'll get into the Sixers a little bit later on, but let's get back into this Phillies team. We opened up the show with tonight. Frank Close covers the Phillies for 97.3 ESPN.com at Frank Close with the K on Twitter, KLOSE, and he joins us for his Phillies mailbag with us right now on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Frank, what's up, pal? Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, we are doing okay. You're lucky. We literally just got internet and phones back within like the last five <laughs> minutes because we were concerned uh, that we weren't going to be able to get you here. But glad we got you. Let's get into stuff. First off, let's start with what you think of Broads is all heated because they took uh, Girardi took Arietta out last night after five and 78 pitches.
3: Yeah, I think it's really hard because Jake Arrieta hadn't really pitched a quote-unquote game. you got to go back to the simulated game that happened before the season was supposed to begin. So I think Arrieta was all out of whack in terms of throwing. I think that's why they wanted him to throw yesterday, uh, figuring that that Wheeler and Nola were going to pitch anyway in the series. So I I hate to say it this way, but I think they they sort of – figured that they'll save Arietta uh, or play Arietta yesterday and save Wheeler and Nola for the matchups that are not Garrett Cole. Uh, so I don't want to say they conceded yesterday, but I, th- I think they knew that, that the deck was stacked against them last night like, going in. And I think they're really trying to gear up for the next two days.
2: Does it seem like it's more about player safety and getting guys throwing in general, like getting certain guys from the bullpen to at least be able to actually throw over, say, winning the games in general? I know you said that specifically, you know, maybe with the starting rotation, but it just seems like that move with the sixth inning, it seemed like, hey, let's make sure some guys get the throw. Like, it's more about getting guys out there at this very moment. And look, the circumstances are wild. You're talking about over a week off, so I'm not saying it's an easy decision but it does kinda
3: seem that way to me a bit. I I think this is true for pretty much the entire roster, except maybe the four starters that you knew were gonna be the four starting pitchers. Joe Girardi hasn't really seen these guys do do anything other than what they did in their workouts, so so a lot of his decisions are now essentially, okay, what did I see in that intra-squad scrimmage the other day that I liked? Oh, maybe that will translate into game action, and you you really have no sample size to look at. And and the sad thing is, yeah, they were interrupted, but even the few preseason games that they actually had, they don't really tell you a whole lot about where somebody is going to slot in. And, and, and that's kind of the reality they're dealing with. And, and what really, really stinks about this week-long shutdown is that they didn't really have a chance to get get guys going, as you just said. So now now you're, like, back to square one, and it would have been really nice to spend an entire week doing that, and maybe by this point you have a better sense of what you got.
1: All right, John wants to know, how do you fix the
3: bullpen? So I'll let you take
1: the floor (laughs) because this is going to be a while.
3: (laughs) All right, so I I think that the key to this, and I guess I'll I'll get right to my key, and then we can kind of break down what what some of the issues are. They don't really have any middle innings guys that, that are really reliable just yet. You know, when you look at that bullpen, you know Hector Neris is your closer. You know, Tommy Hunter is a veteran arm that more than more, more often than not helps you. You know that Jose Alvarez and Adam Morgan were good from the left side, but beyond that, you just have a whole bunch of guys. And and really, what we were just talking about is kind of how he's picking his middle innings right now. Is is okay? Who looked good in practice? You know, even even opening day. Um, <laughs> let, let's give Ramon Rosso the, the, this this middle inning because he's uh, you know he looked pretty good in practice. Maybe the bats won't hit him. Uh, yesterday was Daily Esquerra. Like like you know, he's not somebody that you really know what you have yet. So uh, the middle innings are gonna be really, really tough. And right now, especially with the starters not really able to amp up a lot of momentum and when Jake Arrieta has to come out after seventy eight pitches, you need those middle innings. And the only solution that I can come up with right now given the circumstances is you commit to Spencer Howard as your fifth starter and really hone on in and making Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez the guys that are going to pitch you those middle innings. Get them to accept the role, get them excited about the role, and try to set them up for success in the role. And, of course, even that is complicated right now because, guess what? There's a, By the way, it's, it's, it's sunny right now in Philadelphia, uh, but they're not playing tonight. They're going to have to have a doubleheader tomorrow. And with, with all that in play, you need a sixth starter now. So that means Vince Velasquez probably does start again. And then Spencer Howard probably will start again. And that takes somebody out of the, the equation for the middle inning. So really, really unfortunate that the Ranger Suarez is not with the Phillies right now. Uh, finally, yesterday, Joe Girardi gave an update on Ranger Suarez. And that update was he's still a couple weeks away from, from, from really getting into any type of, of major throwing program. So it, the report is good, but it's going to be a couple weeks. Before you get, or a few weeks before you even get to talk about Ranger Suarez and when he might join the Phillies, but those middle innings, I think, are the key here because if the game is lost, then it doesn't really matter if you have somebody who can close up the game, no problem.
2: Well, Shane has an interesting question here, and he wants to know what concerns you more: is it Matt Clentak's lack of attention to the bullpen, or John Middleton's unwillingness to tap the tax?
3: Well, this is a really hard one to answer because you know last last offseason there really was not a lot of quality relievers available in any form. You didn't really see any trades that involved any top relievers uh, like you did the year before even. And, and In fact, even just a side note, we saw last year the Mets went all in and traded for Edwin Diaz, and he was a bust last year. So um, the options out there, the, the big names were Blake Trinan, uh, who was essentially released by the Oakland Athletics, and Dylan Betances, which the Yankees, kind of gave up on perhaps because he had some injury concerns. And because the market was what it was, both relievers cost over $10 million. And, you know, if you're the Phillies, you might say, okay, well, I don't want to take a risk for that kind of money. And it probably does play into the tax uh, because, you know, the the tax involves other things besides just money. It's not that you just get hit with a, a surcharge. It's you know, you, you're starting to you get to the point where you you might lose draft picks depending on how badly you go over in, in subsequent years. And if you're hoping that the Phillies will go over, perhaps when they have a better chance to get the uh, to get the National League East and to to get a go deep in the playoffs, you know, you might want to save those types of things for that. And you know, it's not to minimize. <laughs> um, you know what relievers they got or didn't get this year, but by the way, there is a chance they go over anyway because the extra players on the roster just might do that. There. Oh, one more thing to add to the discussion: Francisco Liriano, of all the veterans that they sort of brought into camp, you know, one of the one of the things thrown out there was he might have been uh, a little bit costly and put them over at the hump for the tax himself. Yeah. But it's it, it, one thing about Liriano though; he's decided not to play this year. Uh, it's not really clear if that that factored into the Phillies' decision, but I know right now the other teams that have called Liriano about pitching this year. He said no thanks, so um, he would he would he might have been helpful, but it sounds like that was a little uh, uneasy for salary reasons and and even for COVID reasons.
1: All right, uh, I know a lot of people. We're now past the dates where uh, the service time comes into play, so there is a question regarding that from Sean, but I want to ask first. Do you anticipate Howard and Alec Boehm to be up soon?
3: Well, I, I would think that Spencer Howard is going to be up by the time they need another starter, which which you're probably looking at this weekend. Um, no need no need to really activate him until you really, really need him because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Phillies, you know, you saw because the team completely shut down, it made sense to not really be, to worry about that yet. Uh, you know they ended up having seven days off, so um, you, you kind of wait until you need it. Uh, so I see that happening there. Alec Bohm, I, I guess I guess we'll have to see. I, I don't know what the timeline is on him. There's there's a less pressing need for Alec Bohm given the fact that the Phillies have um, a, a starting nine that are including the designated hitter now that are that are all doing uh, okay and need to get their bats and get their 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 get their bats going. I mean, the ones that have struggled so far, I don't think you want to take them out of the the lineup just yet. And it's still kind of early because of the layoff to to give other guys a day off. So so maybe you wait a little bit until you get into some of the more grueling schedule, and then Alec Boe maybe can help you there and help get some guys some rest.
2: I know last night was pretty much just being set up for failure based off the circumstances, but did you think that Garrett Cole was hittable last night? I know a lot of guys had some decent rips off the bat. I'm not saying Garrett Cole was bad by any means, but it did seem like, you know, the, the Phillies, for what it was, did have some decent rips off of them, and I felt like it, it could have been a hittable night for the Phils.
3: You know, I did see uh, Bob Wankel crossing broad. He pointed out the exit velocity on some of those guys, like Reese Hoskins' bat, JT Bermuto's bat. The guys that didn't get hits, but uh, definitely hit some balls hard. So uh, who knows? Maybe, that, maybe that's encouraging. Maybe it's Garrett Cole himself. I mean, Garrett Cole missed missed some uh, opportunities uh, last week too. He was supposed to face the Phillies early last week when things got a lot of whack, and then the Yankees ended up going to Baltimore. So uh, so maybe he he, he himself needed to, to catch up a little bit. And uh, you know, um, even even the way things went, it seemed like you know the Phillies had a shot to get in. I mean, Didi was close to a home run that might have tied the game so um so so i i i, I will say this the, the players did make a point of saying hey look we're not we're not gonna um worry about what was us you know uh that, that we've had this long layover and now you face Garrett Cole." i mean i think they really did go out there with the mind on with their mindset on on defeating him and um uh, fortunately it didn't get done and, and certainly the the relief giving up giving up those runs uh, definitely changed the tone of the game.
1: Um, All right. The Phillies had the day off today, which, by the way, that just bothers me so much. I hate when they do that. And, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow, so we'll just play two on Wednesday. Let's just, you know, and they're wasting a perfectly fine night tonight to play a baseball game. It's ridiculous. Uh, But do you anticipate them getting a full schedule in of games, 60 games?
3: (laughs) They've Said that they're going to try to do 57 in 56 days, I, I think that is cruel. I don't think it's fair to the Phillies. It's not their fault they were in this mess. And, and so I think there should be some mercy there. I, I would hope that Major League Baseball gives them a rest, uh, lets them lets them off the hook for a few games. I mean, let's face it, and it, and it sometimes at the end of the season if there's some rain out Major League Baseball, if, it, if it's not going to really affect the outcome of a division, they might say, okay, well, we'll we'll just we'll just cancel those games and not worry about those. I think it is personal per, perfectly reasonable under these circumstances to say to the Phillies, you know, play 56, your winning percentage is going to count. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think that's the fair thing to do. I think we're going to have to see how this plays out and we I think we're going to have to see if there's any other shutdowns. I mean, look at the St. Louis Cardinals right now. Um the the season's going to the season will have to play out a little bit. I they haven't made up any of these games yet against the Marlins. Uh, or the Blue Jays. I, I don't know how you're going to cram them all in, but, but we'll see what happens.
1: All right, Frank Close, at Frank Close with a K, K-L-O-S-E. Get him on Twitter as uh, the Phillies have the day off again today. They'll play the Yankees in a double disco tomorrow. Two seven-inning games. How do you like that, Frank? You like to do uh, seven-inningers?
3: I'll tell you what, you're less worried about those bullpen middle innings when you have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola pitching seven inning games. That's true.
1: You uh, don't have to worry about, hopefully, anyway, seeing those guys. Uh, that's tomorrow. And, of course, Frank Close, like all guys, appear via the Boardwalk Honda Hotline. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, guys. All right, Frank will be back with the mailbag. And anytime any Phillies news happens at 97.3ESPN.com. We'll get the headlines coming up here. Don't forget the... PlaySugarHouse.com text board is open and you can get your text messages in. 609-403-0973. Touch
0: with the sports bash. Send a text message. 609-403-0973. That's 609-403-0973. All right. 20 after three. Mike and Broads. What's
1: up, everybody? Hopefully you're enjoying... This beautiful day out there. A little windy, but it looks like the rain and everything is else. Hopefully, everybody was safe. I know a lot of trees. Some places still have power out. But it uh, we dodged the bullet, as they say. You know, it looked like uh, this thing wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it would be. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful day out all a sudden, bro. So, uh, tonight, I got the NBA schedule up. You got the NHL schedule up. Yes. Now, there's two current games on live right now. Got Brooklyn-Milwaukee. And Dallas-Sacramento. Would you watch any of those? Well, I mean, the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game, no. I mean, Brooklyn's terrible. That's the first-round playoff matchup possible. And Dallas-Sacramento got some seeding possibilities there for uh, Sacramento trying to get into that eight seed, right? They're one of those. And it doesn't
2: it, really get me, though. No. Uh, but, I, you know, Luca, Luca's fun to watch. I just don't like the matchup. I don't like the opponent. I don't think the opponent tickles the fancy. Nah,
1: Sacramento's that.
2: And it's a regular season game, so let me throw some hockey matchups at you. Tonight, well actually later this afternoon, this evening, we'll still be on the air, but this matchup's exciting. What time? Four o'clock. Yeah, I got a four o'clock basketball game here. I got Suns Clips. You're going Suns Clips over... No, I'm wondering what the game is. Toronto Maple Leafs, big market, against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm, Not so big market. Yeah, but, you know... I got a great friend playing on the Blue Jackets. Muck and grind. Yeah, uh I'll probably go in Kawhi. Really? Yeah, I Over think that so. tu- I'm at the point now That's where That's not even I mean, neither one of those teams is like a real playoff. No, team. but the Toronto Maple Leafs are it's it's the Dallas Cowboys of football. Like that mm. everyone hates the Maple Leafs in Canada. They despise the fan base. It's just that that hatred towards the Maple Leaf logo and the media is going at it with Austin Matthews Austin Matthews by the way to a reporter said i'm not a big fan of your work when he asked when someone asked him a question the other day fair I love that answer. I thought that was great. But I love the media that is just driven in Toronto, the frustration with the team. It's what we are to the Sixers. That's how they feel about the Maple Leafs. So I love that story. Yeah, there. but
1: that doesn't translate here. Sure
2: it does. Nah. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading the Toronto Sun just to see how they're ripping apart Austin Matthews after a game. Well, you're a hockey guy. I know. It's great. So you're out on that game. I know you're going to be out on Winnipeg, Calgary.
1: I watched that yesterday. I got Orlando, Indiana. There's a lot, of, a lot no going on No shot here. you're watching that over a nice Winnipeg, Calgary. Hey, race. I still have some bucks on the line on my man, Mark
2: L. Foltz. What's he averaging right he now? He got 12 the other night. That's not going to do it. Yeah, that's fine. Well, Oh, that is fine, but it would lower his average technically, but you just need it to be over 12. What if it lands on 12 on the dot? I Is win. that a push? Yeah, I, I'm, I win. Okay. 12 or more,
1: I win. Now, what about Carolina versus I New York Rangers? The, just to double check that on Foltz. Yeah, that's fair. Because uh, right now, he's averaging 12 on the nose.
2: How about that? I set the number at 12. That's scary, no doubt. But no, for this hockey thing, you have an elimination game if the Rangers lose at 8 o'clock tonight against Carolina.
1: Neither one of those teams should be in this playoff, so I don't care.
2: Yeah, but the thing is with hockey, you've seen teams that shouldn't win a cup, win a cup all the time. 630, I got Boston Heat. Now, that is a game I can get behind. That's a tnt Now, that's a, that's a game you can put on. That's I right. will fully understand going with that over hockey. But all the other ones, you can't tell me that that's No, better. I mean, but you're giving me...
1: Uh, I'm giving you good stuff. I mean, come on. What do you mean, come on? These are all games that most teams don't even deserve to be playing playoff games. Yeah, but it doesn't matter the intensities there. Well, Orlando, Indiana, I mean, they're both fighting. Does that really give you that? Oomph, though? no, but Boston, Miami, and then Houston, Portland's the night game. It's a good game.
2: Yeah, both games at the end I can totally support. But uh, come on, I mean Rangers, Hurricanes, Winnipeg. I know you go home thinking about the Jets. <laughs> you're eating dinner at night. You're like, damn. No, I what like if the, the Jets are going to get it done of tonight. The Jets. Oh, I'm sure you do. Ooh, you don't like the Maple Leafs? They're a fun team. John Tavares. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner. I mean, here's one thing. I'm not Canadian.
1: Shocking news. So, I mean. Breaking ah. news. You're giving me all these teams from Canada that I just don't have a
2: connection with. But don't you love the storylines? The casual NHL storyline. Right, I like I don't
1: I, I haven't been paying I, maybe I'm not reading enough of the Canadian no, news. I don't like, think anybody right. is. I think I'm the only idiot <laughs> who's doing that. Absolutely. Like, maybe I should get my CBC, you know, and uh, check it out. Well, or... why don't
2: you go to the Toronto Sun, maybe read up on some things that are going on? Yeah. I just find it fascinating that they are like you can the frustration with the Sixers is like no other here, right? It's the same way they feel about the Snapchat, so it's just that. fun we don't... to see it struggle and to see okay, it happen while you're not things. involved. I understand that they have that appeal up there, but that doesn't translate here. But it's an individual basis, so it might not translate to South Jersey, but it can translate to me, who yeah, lives in South Jersey. I'm saying, Jersey.
1: but overall, like, the Dallas thing translates...
2: Does, because or Lane, there are
1: Dallas fans that somehow figured out a way to live here. You
2: don't think your neighbor's a hard Leafs fan? <laughs> no, not necessarily.
1: <laughs> right? He's going to go like get I'm, his mail tomorrow morning. He's going to be in a sweater. Like I'm getting Winnipeg-Calgary uh, game on the TV here, and I
2: just, you know. A little disappointed, but at the same time, I comprehend it. That's all. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just more of a hoopster. Well, I know that, but there's no way that I can sit down and watch an Orlando Magic Pacers game. If it doesn't have that big vibe, if it's an NBA TV type vibe, I'm out sometimes.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, I got, well... Boston, Miami, I'm in in on that. That's a 6.30 game. Now, are all
2: these games on TV? Because there's some games on the NBA schedule that's not even televised.
1: Well, no. I mean, the game on right now is on NBA TV.
2: The 4 o'clock game's on NBA TV. Then at 6.30, you got TNT doubleheader. Okay. Now, there was a day day the other week where, because Josh and I were looking at the schedule, and there were actually some of these games that they were televised in their local area, but it wasn't on NBA TV and it wasn't on ESPN. And we're thinking, wow, the NBA has some games on that aren't being shown. Tomorrow
1: the Sixers game's at 4, and that game's the NBA TV game. Now, of course, you'll get it in your local market as well, but that's the game that's NBA TV. The 2.30 game is not. Then there is another 4 o'clock game that's not on anywhere. Yeah,
2: isn't that a little weird, though? Just based off circumstances, you would think that they would find a way to get all these games somehow on.
1: Well, now you're kind of getting... You know, we talked about this with John Arran from the sports business room. Now you have so many sports going on, they can't find, they can't, they don't have enough
2: spots to fill them all. Now, what games are they, if I may ask? Who are the opponents in those games not on TV? Tomorrow? Yes. It's Memphis, Utah. Well, that's a pretty good matchup.
1: Yeah, you got uh, Memphis just fighting for their lives for Right. Philly, Washington's the game that's on. Denver, San Antonio. San Antonio's fighting for that spot. They've been in the playoffs 22 straight years. Might snap that streak this year. Now, you can argue that. See uh, Popovich's do last night.
2: I saw a lot. I saw him screaming with the mask on, too. It's got to be hot under there. Nice head of hair. He's got some nice lettuce. Nice lettuce. uh, The ESPN game
1: tomorrow is OKC Lakers, Toronto Orlando, no national TV. Brooklyn Boston gets the 9 o'clock ESPN game. That
2: is. And it's not like they thought about, you know, maybe having Kyrie or other guys because at that point they knew that those players wouldn't even be involved. Right. So that's interesting. But you could argue that that Memphis-Utah matchup might be more entertaining than a Phillies-Wizards game, Uh, a Philadelphia 76ers-Wizards game. Well, I
1: guess 4 o'clock they figure they can capture more viewership.
2: That's true. I think that that's fair. And I wonder if just the Sixers in general – Generates more population, or you know, generates more eyeballs than say the Utah Jazz, even though they're a good team. You know, the size of the market's not the same as Philadelphia, yeah. so maybe that plays a role.
1: Well, I'll tell you this: like the hockey being on all day, you know, the twelve. What is the schedule? What do they do there?
2: It's twelve, and then two, three. It's it has switched over the last couple of days, but for the most part, it gives you a general twelve Are o'clock, two thirty, four, six, forty-five, eight, ten, thirty. Are they going to do that?
1: When the real playoffs, not these playoffs, the real ones start. Well, like, when it's like when they get into it.
2: There would be less games, so I don't know how that they would figure it out. But I'm sure that there will be all-day events. Well, that
1: first round, you're going to have four matchups going in the East and the West. So I think that they would find a way to utilize all day. Can you, can, are they got to play four games? On the, you're probably two games and two games, right? Probably, probably. Now the ice has been a problem.
2: It's been brought up that the ice is getting choppy out there, which makes a lot of sense, but there's less teams as the rounds move forward, and they do a good job. It's not like it's obnoxious. It's not like it's your local rink here, you know? <laughs> no, I'm saying in general, like any local yeah, rink. I'm you. not specifically targeting the Atlantic City. No, no, skate no. I was what you're saying. Okay. I'm saying it's like,
1: yeah, it's not like, you know, the skate zone or the right, right, right. Flyers practice place. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, they're playing in Toronto. I'm sure if anybody knows how to handle ice, it's up those, uh, yeah,
2: of course. Well, look, they had an outdoor game in Dallas this year. If they can find a way to have an outdoor game in Dallas, I think they'll find a way to maybe uh, keep this ice clean. Um, Well, when the Flyers, by
1: the way, the Flyers game was originally set for Thursday at four. Now that game has been switched to TBD. So we'll have to keep our eyes on what happens with that Ranger game tonight is what I'm being told.
2: Yeah, it seems like because the Rangers can be eliminated that maybe the schedule gets moved around TV-wise, and we'll see if, uh, you know, if they make a change to the time. They play no, the Washington no. Capitals. Yeah, I was a good say, match-up.
1: What do you think's a higher priority? A round-robin Philly-Washington game or a quote-unquote qualifying round playoff game that might have more intensity, but between, you know,
2: two lesser markets. I guess it would really depend on what matchup is actually going to be played tomorrow, you know? Because like the Penguins-Canadians, oh I'm sorry, this is a Thursday game, not a Wednesday game, correct? You just have to look out for other markets, like the Toronto Maple Leafs play that day. That's a big market. Yeah, but it's not on American television. Not on American television, that is true. I would think that Washington and Philly definitely pump, you know? That definitely pops for some people. Two big markets. Definitely, yeah. Anytime
1: you have Philly involved,
2: especially in hockey. It's interesting, though, them on that because you go to those games now before all this happened, and as much as we do love hockey here, there's not that much juice surrounding the team in the building anymore. Nah. kind of stinks. Yeah, but in NHL circles, they still have more juice than many. Yes, it, when you're comparing it around the league, no doubt, but inside the Wells Fargo Center, it sucks sometimes being in there. It doesn't have the same juice as it once did, and it deserves to have that juice, especially this Well, now
1: year. it does, but there's no fighting, that's why. Oh, come on, Schweimer. <laughs> Sports Mass presented by Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket Ken headlines. They're next.
0: 97.3 ESPN.com and the free mobile app have all the Philly sports teams covered with the best insight and analysis from our trusted team of insiders. Get all your Eagles news from football at four with Eagles insider Jeff Mosier, Andrew DiCecco and Adam Kaplan, Frank Close on the Phillies, Kevin Durso on the Flyers, and Kevin McCormick and Jason Blevins have the Sixers covered. It's all at 97.3 ESPN.
1: Alright, time for the headlines now. Sports best Live 97.3 ESPN. A lot going on, man. We got baseball, hockey, basketball. People forget, like, normally we're, like,
2: ready for football
1: season to get You, you juiced up for football the same way you normally are?
2: Not to the same extent. I'm juiced up for golf, though. Golf's first major of the year is this weekend, and there is no better way to join the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app. Every day of the tournament, DraftKings is boosting your profits by 30%. All you have to do is opt in and place a bet. DraftKings also rolled out a season-long football pick'em pool with $2 million in prizes up for grabs. They are offering special odds and promotions all weekend long. All new users get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when using code 973 when signing up. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLING.
1: We got breaking news. What's that? Flyers time tomorrow has been released. What is it? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Buck drop. Ooh, okay. So we got the start of game four if necessary. Rangers Carolina noon. It's a noon game. It's a nooner. Nothing wrong with a nooner. Game three, Wild Canucks. 2.30. Flyers caps Four. Blues Vegas, six thirty. Columbus Toronto, eight o'clock. Winnipeg Calgary, a little ten thirty. Yeah, do they you do.
2: They do those ten 30s Wait, you said Blues? No, Blues in Vegas, six thirty. Where are the Stars at? Am I going crazy? Oh, they're playing the Avalanche. Oh, because they're in the round robin. That's why I'm confused. I said, wait a second. I saw the Stars play in Vegas yesterday, and yeah. I thought that was a series. That's why this whole round robin thing's got me confused. They're in the round robin. I forgot yeah. that the West was that bad that some of these F eh teams are in round robin play. All right. Went right over my head. The hockey guy. <laughs> how about that? The so
1: Flyers tomorrow, for, uh, uh, Thursday, 4 o'clock, 97.3 ESPN. It's exciting stuff. Can't wait.
2: Can't wait to see how they do. They win that one. Woohoo! Here we go. You know what I mean? All right, well, I hate to go transitioning down this road to something not so positive, but we'll start headlines off with this. Soroka of the Atlanta Braves... I don't know if you saw the video or not. I didn't see lot the video. I saw he's out for the year, though. Oh, gruesome. Slow motion. You can see the Achilles kind of popping. I hate that it's, Yeah, you can see, that. see it popping. He was limping off the field, off the mound. It's a tough, tough thing. Look, he's got a bright future. The, the kid can pitch, no doubt about it. It's another loss for this Braves team. And if you just think about what has happened to this Braves team since the start of the whole COVID thing, it's been one wild ride.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for the guys who are getting hurt under these circumstances, too, because they might not have been ready to go. They might not be fully back in shape, and you're wondering if they're getting hurt
2: because of them rushing themselves back. It is possible. This one seemed more just fluky. Don't you think more sports fluky related, like your leg, when you land on your leg throwing a pitch? It's not the same as maybe if a pitcher goes out with an arm injury. I think you can have that more of an argument. But with this, it just seemed like, hey, you you land on it, and it just happens.
1: Yeah, I get it, but... um, I got to imagine
2: some of these guys are not where they would be normally. I can agree with that. No, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic had a similar situation, not so much with the Achilles, but it was with the ACL tear. And he went up, and do you think that that has something to do with that as well, maybe? I think
1: all these injuries could be because they just aren't in the same, you know, shape or, you know, where they would typically be. Now, the NBA players would typically not be playing at all right now.
2: That's very true, yeah, no doubt. And if you saw, it was when he planted, you could see that leg kind of, and the face, and the slow-mo, and seeing the pain, it sucks. It sucks seeing those type of injuries Especially out there. Especially
1: for him. He was a high draft pick. He was starting to turn it on a little bit.
2: Absolutely. Maybe it would have helped uh, Markel Fultz get over 12 points per game. I don't know. Maybe now Fultz gets more time. Uh, that's true. He might be able to get more shots up, but he can miss those shots. He's played well. Nice, all right. Didn't he hit a full court yeah. heave? <laughs>
1: yeah, he was two or two
2: from three the other night. I think I saw a hitch though during that heave. Come on. What? You didn't see that? You didn't dissect <laughs> the film in slow mo? What? Come on. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, we'll we'll go to football here. We'll stay with the injury theme, but not as negative. Ben Roethlisberger went through obviously some um, you know issues with the arm in the past, and it looks like that his tear. It was actually, it teared three of five flexor tendons in his elbow. And they're saying that he, he believes he is the first quarterback to attempt to come back from such an injury. Wow. Three
1: of the five tendons in the elbow. This was, um, now he says his arm feels really good. At 38 years old, apparently he's trimmed down. Remember when he was playing last year, people were like, I wonder if he should be playing offensive guard. There were some memes out there, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. He was, Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you expect out of Big Ben? Is his time over? Does he still have it? Could he throw the ball? Is that what's keeping him alive, if you will, in this league? The, well, the ability to throw? Well, interestingly enough, you know, Manning, he, the three guys in that draft class,
1: Manning's done, Rivers has switched teams, Big Ben's still going with the steals.
2: Well, the, the alternative is what? You can't be throwing out what you threw out. I know that they Well, they, they drafted
1: actually, a couple guys, you know, and none of them have worked out. Right. Mason Rudolph is, you know,
2: I, I know disaster. that they... They didn't have as bad of a season as you expected them to last year with these guys, but there's that's no recipe for success. I just don't know how long you have with this 38-year-old quarterback. I Ducky can't, Hodges? I can, You like that? Did you have a fun time watching that every Sunday?
1: Exactly. That's why Roethlisberger still has a pretty secure job there. I mean, they kept trying and trying.
2: But you think that there's no way this man is going to be able to complete a full season. There's just no way. Hmm. I couldn't put my if, – if we sat here today with Big Ben at 38 as our franchise quarterback.
1: No, you'd feel different.
2: You you'd think I'd feel
1: let's well, go I'd Super be, Bowl? I don't know. I mean, if he had already won a couple of Super Bowls, you know, he's you're, got two. You're kind of hoping for that last ride kind of thing? Look, he is significantly better than Mason Rudolph, Josh Dobbs, Landry Jones. I mean, these are guys they've drafted, you know, in like the middle rounds. Like some of them they took in like the third, fourth round hoping – Okay, sit on the bench for a couple of years, get your chance and you're ready
2: and it hasn't happened I think the whole head coach thing there is is comical because they were calling for his head and they were pissed off with Mike Tomlin after having a lot of success we can't just throw that out the window and then last year he had the type of season they did with all those quarterbacks and all the Pittsburgh fans are back on and they like Mike Tomlin again Mm -hmm. just comical. he's a a hell of a coach Um, he might have some bad years and some I remember specifically he's soft sometimes and we're used to Doug Peterson he'll go for it on fourth I remember specifically there was like a fourth in inches at the goal line and he decided to kick a field goal. Like, don't get me wrong, questionable decisions at times, but base that around or look around the league and see what you got. Mike Tomlin's a good coach. No
1: doubt, and the Steelers are very good at, you know, not being Sixers fans and wanting the coach to change every two years. They just say, you know what, continuity. Now, the problem is the Sixers roster hasn't had any continuity, but changing the coach every two years the Steelers say that's not a recipe for success. They've had a lot of
2: success. They have, no doubt. And I'm curious what the next step is, you know, with this quarterback. What do they do? Is is there going to be a time where they might have one down year where they get four wins or so so they can pick high and they finally get another quarterback? Is that in play? Or do they go down yeah. the road of New England where, hey, let's go snag a Cam Newton once Big Ben's career is over and then you rock with so. something like that?
1: I think so. Which one? That they end up having that one bad year. No, well, I don't know. I mean, because he's 38, how, I mean, is he going to play until he's 42. I mean, there's been years where Roethlisberger has talked about retiring, and then he, you know, ends up coming back and is like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to play longer than I said." Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, so, God bless but I him. would think it's
2: more down that road where they just
1: have a really bad year.
2: It's possible. I think that's more likely, no doubt it. But you know how Mike Tomlin he wants to win, right? So, do you do you think Mike Tomlin would look at someone say they don't have Big Ben and Cam Newton's available in free agency? I could totally see someone like Mike Tomlin going, I could win with that guy. Um, It just happens yeah. that that needs to be available the year that Big Ben is no longer there. I would have liked to see Bridgewater there. That would have been great. Yeah. Absolutely. That would have been great. That would have been really intriguing. No doubt. We'll stick with football. OBJ had an interesting quote, and he said, I just feel like the season shouldn't happen, and I'm prepared for it not to happen. I wouldn't mind not having it. He's been pretty open about that. Hmm. Now, the Browns GM made a counter argument talking about uh, it was, where was this actually released? Wall Street Journal. That's it.
1: Yeah. So.
2: He's preparing for it not to happen, but now the Browns GM comes out. Is that monetarily he's preparing for it not to happen? I mean, that's a great question. I wish we could get him on. Maybe we could give him a call during the break, see if he hops on the show. Come on. Um, I wouldn't love it if I heard one of my players saying I'm not prepared.
1: No, but he said he has no plans of opting out, though, right? Right, right. It's they not to, like he's... They announced today there's some rule changes today. Uh, they have till uh, Thursday to opt out, which I think is weird. What, continuing like you, to push you, back guess these opt dates? I opt out for the money. I mean, if you opt out and you have health reasons, you get $350,000. If you just opt out because you don't want to play, you get $150,000. Right. So people, yeah, people have the option
2: to, to opt out and still get some money in the bank and relax. Yeah. Now, I mean,
1: Beckham, he says, you know, we're not ready for a football season. He's not wrong. He's
2: not wrong at all. I sit here today and I really do question. I feel like they're going to make it happen. But, but what's, gonna the, what's the product going to be like that? Are there going to be weeks where Hunter Brody's playing running back? I won't be able to make the show that week because well, I got filmed.
1: They just uh,
2: they just put out some new rules.
1: the 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 opt-in out date is pushed back. Secondly, teams are now allowed to carry sixteen practice squad members. So it used to be ten. It was going to be twelve. Now it's sixteen, as they expect more players to uh, you know possibly be dropping out. And then the practice squad change comes in. Addition with four protected spots on the practice squad that can be chosen the week before the game. These spots will be used for players that the team really wants to keep around. In other words, like if you're an undrafted rookie free agent, but you wanted to keep them and not cut them, you can make them these, I guess, these protected spots. So, to go back to the point about the NFL, is what's it going to look like? I think it's going to look a lot. Uh, it's, it's not going to be this. I don't know.
2: We kept talking about not having fans and it would affect the product, but it's not. I don't think it is at all, to be honest with you. But football is completely different, wouldn't you say? Or maybe is it not? I don't know. I feel like football is different. Baseball fans compared to football fans, two different environments. No doubt. Although playoff hockey, you would think that would be way different. And it is, don't get me wrong, but it's totally watchable. It's not like I'm less intrigued without fans. Okay, the
1: basketball is watchable. The hockey is watchable. To some extent, the baseball is watchable. I'm wondering what it's like
2: in there. Oh, yeah. It's totally different than what we see. Right. These players are scoring big-time goals for their team, and you just hear them celebrate. That's what you hear. You wouldn't hear the other team celebrate. No, but I'm like,
1: are they feeling the, like,
2: emotional effect? Or, like, are they not getting the same adrenaline rush? I would think they're getting the same adrenaline rush because they are fighting in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, knowing that the prize is that Stanley Cup, I think that that is what gives them enough adrenaline. Just thinking about that cup. I watched Game Seven of the Blues Bruins on NHL Network the other day, and I had tears running down my eyes watching them lift the cup. Tears running down my eyes, you know, I just picture the five-year-old me in the driveway practicing with tin foil. You know, <laughs> like I just start cry. when I see those guys lift the cup because I know the feeling, I know the dream. It's just crazy. It's something else that Stanley Cup. By
1: the way, the uh, NBA title odds. I got the latest. Sixers are thirtieth. Uh, sixers opened up when this uh, restart happened at 18 to one they're now twenty five to one smart move
2: keep pushing them down you taking that 25 no, to one I'm not taking them Gil. I am so down on this team no. I was optimistic and and I thought you know what once the playoffs happen you know we kept hearing it we kept hearing it built for the playoffs This team doesn't look right. Well, these aren't playoff games. I know, but I'm just saying. (laughs) The team just doesn't look right. I hope I'm wrong, but they just don't look right. Last
1: night was a frustrating, and it was a, I don't want to say eye-opener, but it was a very frustrating um, game to sit through. And when DeRozan hit that one shot to put them up, you're thinking, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
2: 43 points in the fourth quarter yesterday. Yeah. And... Remember all those conversations before the bubble, uh, the team that could benefit the most because everyone's going to be playing sloppy? And, and I was thinking, sure, there might be a little rust, but you can't tell me that the reason the Sixers are going to have a chance to compete is because everyone else is going to suck. Yeah. There's just no way. I wasn't buying it. And there well, so we go. Far it has to, and, and they've given up. I don't remember them giving up 127
1: or 130 all year. I know. And all of a sudden you're telling me all could the Sixers sloppy. Could it be the fans? Could it be the fans? Well, we see what Tobias said last I night. I did, yeah. The fact that it was a home game. Yep. Yeah, that's they pretty They had to funny. win the game because they were at home.
2: Yeah. We'll stick with basketball here. So, Zion, there's been some conversations about his minute restrictions. Do you think the NBA is underwhelmed with Zion in the bubble to this point? When it comes to minute restriction and the Pelicans as a whole, you know, some would argue that the reason this even happened was Zion, although I don't really go down that road. I think they were going to do this, you know, with or without Zion, but I don't know. I feel like the NBA might be a little disappointed with the Zion storylines to this point. Well, the team hasn't done him any favors. That's very
1: true. You know, he wasn't playing them late in the games, and then he wanted to play late in the game. I guess last night he finally got in late in the game, and, you know, they ended up winning that game last night, but... You know, the whole Zion thing to me is, I don't know. Now, he had 23-7, five assists. It was 9 of 21. Now, they beat Memphis last night. Now, Memphis is the team that's directly in front of them. They're going to be playing in a matchup, Memphis. How many games back are they? Does it show you on what you're looking Uh, at? Oh, yeah, I got the full standings. I can't prepare for this. (laughs) I'm glad. Um, You have Memphis is...
2: They need to be four games back. For well, that Well, San Antonio's
1: game, two back
2: of Memphis, and New Orleans is three two and a half back of Memphis. But it only matters if you're the next team. It doesn't matter if there's three well, teams. Well, no, my point fourth, is correct? they have a couple teams that are within that four game right.
1: little uh, little move there, and and Portland is Portland is looks like two back.
2: Wow, so that's going to be a really tight finish for that
1: ninth it's weird, seed. I mean, you're you're not looking at a standing where they're all like in one line they're all depending on what division they're so portland is 30 and 38 memphis is 32 and 36 so that's a two game differential Who else is there? Sacramento, yeah, they're four back. I mean, everybody is going to be within four, though. But it's only the first team within four.
2: Right, right. Well, that's going to be a a really interesting finish, without a doubt. We'll we'll add headlines on this one here because I'm curious. You have a big major this weekend with with golf. Golf, yep. How much do you think you're going to be invested in that, or is there too much going on? You got flyers, you got Sixers, you got basketball. You got to
1: tune in to golf. You know what's an interesting question? Now, golf starts uh, Thursday, right? Thursday.
2: The thing is with me and golf, it's hard for me to get... I'll have it on as background noise at times, but it's hard for me to get into the second day.
1: Okay, Thursday, I got Flyers at 4. That's doing the PGA no favors here, right? Because I'm going to watch Flyers. Probably filth. Friday, I got Sixers at 6.30, so back end. PGA's in trouble there. Saturday... I'm sure Phil's and Flyers are on Saturday as well. They could be playing for the one seed, and then on Sunday, when you're, you know, you're in the final stretch there, you got an afternoon baseball. You got Phillies at 6:30, uh, Flyers, at, uh, Sixers at 6:30. I don't know that there's a lot of PGA on my screen. Pete tonight at uh, Tuesday with Thompson,
2: he might be into that. Oh, he'll definitely be into that. Now, I think we should ask him. You got the, you got the. PGA championship this weekend, and he got a Flyers game. Let's put a hypothetical to him. One TV on at the same time. Round robin game, though. Yeah. It's just a round robin game.
1: What would he do? Because I think the PGA is out west, right? Because I think the times are like 4 o'clock in the afternoon starts, right? Something like that. Am yeah. I right about I know Saturday and Sunday because uh, they offered them to us on radio. And I, you know, typically we would be carrying it something April, May, June when there's nothing else. But now I told the guy who, uh, you know, that we get the, the golf from, I said, I got too much going on. I got games on all the time. So many games. I mean, just so many four games. to 10. It was, uh, I thought the golf was four to 10 on Saturday and Sunday at least.